Mark Howard has been training business owners for over 20 years with online business tools and strategies that help them grow and succeed. If you want to grow your business fast and save time, then keep listening. If you want to grow it even faster in less than three months, then visit www.businessmachine.biz. And now, here's Mark. Good day, this is Mark Howard and welcome to this episode of The Business Machine. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about content block or help you with content block. Content block is when you're trying to get content or trying to come up with ideas for content for your online marketing, be it your blog posts, your podcasting, even YouTube channels, and you're just not sure where to get the content from or what content you should be using for your business. In this episode, I'm going to give you some top tips on how to get around that. Plus, at the same time, I'm going to try and dispel some of the myths around content. Did you know that you can get even more from Mark Howard, including mini marketing sessions, one-to-one sessions, and even access to his private VIP Facebook group? Interested? Then head over to www.patreon.com slash businessmachine and check out the different memberships he has on offer today. Okay, let's get started here. So you're having these ideas of writing a blog, doing a podcast, or putting together a YouTube channel for your business because you know all those areas will help your brand and your SEO for your website. But where do you get this content from? And you're sitting there and you're tearing your hair out going, I know I need to do this, but I don't know what to write. So you've hit the content block wall. And it happens to all the best people, trust me. Right at the beginning, when you're thinking to yourself, I need to be doing this work, that's when it's going to hit you. Later on, when you're halfway through your your business and you're thinking to yourself, I need to be doing more content work, that's when it hits you. It comes and goes, and trust me, there's an easy way to get around this right at the beginning and get into good practices now will ensure that when you go further forward, content block really doesn't affect you. And the problem with content block is simply this. When it does hit you, it really puts doubt into your mind about what you're doing. And then you get this whole feeling, well, I can't think of anything to do right now, so I'm going to put it to one side and I'll look at it tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes a week, and then a week becomes a month, and then a month becomes a year. And before you know it, you haven't done anything for years. And a good example of this is go around to any website that's got a blog link on their website, have a look at those blogs, and see when was the last time the person done an actual blog. Don't be surprised if the last time they've done a blog was maybe on New Year's Eve or Christmas or something along those lines. They probably haven't done anything for the last six or seven months because they say they're too busy. It's not that they're too busy because, let's face it, a blog won't take you much more than 10 minutes to put together. It's because they've hit content block, and that's the reason why they haven't done anything on their website. They're not sure what they should be doing, and that's where they're stuck. And guess what? This episode is going to get through all that for you today. So let's get started on some top ideas of what content or what areas of content you should be looking at. And in my early days, years and years ago, people used to turn around and say to me, oh, Mark, how do you do this? Or I'm looking to be able to do something and I don't know how to do it. These are what I call my how-tos. And this is my top number one. 
These are great ways to show people how to do something or how to complete a process in your business. And I used to get this a lot, and people would say to me, Mark, how do I do how do I do this? And what I would say to them is, Oh, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. And then the next person would come to me a couple of months later and say, Oh Mark, how do you do this? And it'd be exactly the same question posed. And then I'll give them exactly the same answer. And after the while, I'm finding I was repeating myself. So in order for myself to stop this, I did something very basic and very simple. I started to write blog posts and started to write podcasts. And in the last year, started to do YouTubing on how-tos. So for example, I'd done a YouTube recently on how to create an email signature, a very professional looking email signature for free in Gmail. So all you people who use Gmail for your email accounts, I've created that as an email signature. And I've shown you how to do it. Because that's one question I get asked often. Now, because I've got that information to hand, because I've now done it, when somebody now asks me and says, Mark, how do I create an email signature that looks like yours in Gmail? I said, well, that's actually very, very simple. And guess what? I'm going to send you the link to my YouTube video that shows you how to do this. If someone says to me, Mark, what is your opinion on this or how to do this? I said, do you know, I've done a podcast on this. Here's the link to the podcast episode. Have a listen to that. If you have any questions further, I'll write them in the comments under the podcast and I'll be happy to respond to them. And when they ask me, why do you want me to do it that way? I said, it's quite simple because if you've got further questions, the chances are other people will have further questions as well. And they will write comments underneath and they will want to read your comments because you're going to be helping them out. It's all about sharing your knowledge and helping other people. So your top number one content is your how-to. Number two on my list is stories. Now that might sound strange and I'm not talking your fairy tale stories or anything along those lines. I'm not asking you to start reading stories out to people. Although some podcasting people do that, for example. No, I'm talking about stories that will help you relate or help your customers relate to you. Those type of stories. So if you've come across a problem or an issue that you've had to overcome, and it could be in your business, it could be in your personal life, then tell the story about what happened to you and what you had to go through, the processes you went through, and how you overcome the situation. Because by creating a story, the chances are there are other people out there that have gone through exactly what you've gone through. And that's what you can then do is you have the ability to connect with your audience right at the beginning. And they're sitting there saying, oh, look, this guy has gone through exactly what I've gone through. And this is how he's approached it. Stories are your biggest seller on any content. I'm going to tell you that right now. And to emphasize this, I've told this story a couple of times. So if you've heard this before, it's worth hearing again. Ivan Meisler, the founder of BNI, once turned around and said, facts tell, stories sell. I'll say that again. Facts tell, stories sell. So tell a story. Make it from your own personal life, from your own personal experiences and share it with people because they really, really will connect with you. And once they're starting to connect with you and they trust you, that's when people start to buy from you. So the second top one on your content should always be stories. Your third area you can look at and it's something I don't really do too often, although you could say I do this in my how-tos, is support 
and advice and this is just general support and advice around issues that may be occurring or changes that are going on in the business at that time it's not so popular i guess but it's a great way again of connecting with your audience if there's updates that you're doing if there's an area of your business that you're changing that's going to be affecting certain processes then these types of content are really great from that point of view but it's more about getting the information out now i know you should be saying to yourself look do you know what, mark that sort of stuff should be getting out as an email or newsletter and you're correct it, it will do and you should be doing that but there's nothing stopping you from writing a blog post on it as well going into more detail and explaining why you're doing it so if you're welcoming for example a new member of your team doing a blog post about welcoming that person into your team and giving a background to that person with their photograph is a great way for example to introduce a support or change within your business again as i said it's not one that's commonly used but for number three it's a great one to consider at number four and similar to the support is local or latest news from your industry again for me personally this is something unless you're going to give some really good support or advice around this it's something i don't tend to touch too much so for example if someone if i saw something from the news and they said look we're doing these massive changes to i don't know um tax and uh, do some big differences around the tax for example and as you can tell i know nothing about tax then maybe an accountant or bookkeeper can do a blog post not not share the the news item but do a blog post around this and saying look this is coming up and these are the things that we advise you to look at or take into consideration before the first of june for example that would be a great way to approach it rather than just regurgitating news just for the sake of regurgitating it just take the news and adapt it to give good solid advice so that is a top tip for number four and at number five i would say this is definitely one of my top ones this ones i love doing and it's reviews and guides what i mean by this is review a product or a book or a service You've got to be a little bit careful when you do this because you don't want to really go in there and slag something off. That's not what you're doing with this. You've got to be very much on the fence. You've got to look at the pros and you've got to look at the cons. And yes, you can give your own personal opinion at the, the end of it. But right at the start, you've got to be really on the fence and you've got to give pros and cons all the way through it, as I've just said. I don't like these uh, people that do this oh, product out of the box. You've probably seen them on YouTube. I've just bought this product in the box. It's just been delivered by Amazon. I'm going to open up the box now and spend five minutes opening up the box. How boring is that, right? Now, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you actually giving good, solid advice and reviews. Now, it, I've done reviews on software. and I've given reviews on different software applications, told business owners how they can use this in their business and the advantages and what's more anyone who knows me knows that if i'm doing any kind of review on any product or service i would have at least used it for four or five weeks beforehand in my own business to get some beta testing done so i can actually come back with some statistics come back with some actual solid facts about my experience from using that software and that's a great way because customers will come to you, visitors will come to you just because of the reviews you're doing. And if they're genuine reviews and you say, look, this is what I've been using for the last two, three weeks. This is what I've been finding. This is how I've been using it. 
and these are the results then that's going to generate a massive interest in the market for you so reviews and guides is something that i love doing and just consider the different aspects as i said software i look at services particular services i look at products definitely and even books so and the list is endless the list really is endless so just consider that in your own business and what you're going to do from that so for example if you're working if you're a yoga instructor it could be the, the, the a yoga mat that's come out for example a brand new yoga mat that's come out or some stretching straps whatever it is you can do different reviews and all of this and then you can link those reviews through to amazon and if you've got amazon advertising so if you if you're a reseller for amazon you can obviously put your resale links in there as well if you're going to be doing that just let people know that they're resale links that's just common courtesy at the end of the day and at number six my top tip for number six is to do with interviews considering interviewing someone in your industry or a client for example is a great content the client interviews can be added as case studies, testimonials, and also gives readers an insight into your business. So they're great interviews to do. But as I said, also interviewing someone in your industry as well, or in your business sector, really gives visitors and, and potential clients an insight into your business and what you do and what other people do who are similar to you. So for example, if you listen to the previous podcast to this one, I did an interview with Steve Jebson, who is a business doctor, and the information he gave within that podcast was pure gold. 25 minutes of fantastic business advice that any business owner would pay a lot of money for. So those type of interviews are great. And someone said to me once, you know, what about interviewing famous people? You know, how do you go about that? And I would say it's possible. At the end of the day, they're human. They're flesh and blood, just like you and I. And if you approach it right, and if you approach them right, and you're honest and open with them, there's no reason why they won't consider doing an interview with you or having a chat with you. And the best way to approach them is, is actually on social media, things like Instagram and Twitter. I know a lot of famous people are very, very prevalent on Twitter, Twitter right now and Reddit. And they're the best ways to do it as well. So look at doing interviews uh, as a great content filler for anything you're doing. Now, right at the start, I mentioned if you find yourself repeating yourself about different aspects of your business, these are great content fillers and something you should be doing. And I also mentioned right at the beginning, I currently tend to do quick YouTube videos because a lot of the work I do is actually online. Okay, One of the most important key elements about content is to be consistent with it. So what I would do, for example, was with my podcasts, I actually say that all my podcasts will be out every single Friday. And I make that commitment, not just to myself, but to my listeners as well. I will go out my way every Friday and I will produce a podcast on something similar to this one. And then it will go out on every Friday. On Thursdays, I would do my video tutorials on YouTube and I'll put them up on a Thursday, for example. So people know that on Thursdays, those will go out. My blog posts tend to go out on a Friday as well, normally because I'm taking the content from a blog post or part of the content from a blog post and turn it into a podcast. And then I'll take the podcast and embed it into the blog post at the same time. The reason I do that is because the, the page for the blog post will only be about a three minute read whereas the podcast itself will have a lot more information in it 
a lot more detail than the, uh, the blog will and consequently people will tend to listen to the podcast so just commit to a day and stick to it please because people will get to know this and they go ah friday podcasting day mark sending something out let's have a listen to it and trust me when you miss a day <laughs> you will hear about it you really will hear about it the other top tip i will say to you is this just because you're not getting feedback doesn't mean people are not listening to you or they're not reading your content again i'll give you a very quick story around this i was joining a group and it was a whatsapp group and to get myself started on this what i was doing every tuesday was just sending out my tuesday top tips you know to the whatsapp group and it was a business group and i send out these top tips and I, every tuesday i would send out say hey guys uh, this week's top tip is da, 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 da. and i'll send this out. and i sent it out for probably two two months eight weeks of top tips every friday at 10 o'clock that's what i did and it wasn't a particularly long thing it was just a member to do this or on facebook you can now do this it's just a top tip for the day and i got zero response back from everybody on that on that whatsapp group nothing at all came back to me and after eight weeks i'm sitting there thinking oh, is it actually worth my time to do this because i'm getting zero response back literally no one said thank you for this uh, information i don't even know if this information has been read and been acted upon i just seem to be wasting my time so i stopped i just stopped doing it and i left it and lo and behold about two weeks after me stopping it i actually had someone come back to me and say why aren't you doing your top tips anymore i love those so <laughs> just remember, you know, not only you've got to be consistent, but carry on. So if, if you think, oh, no one's looking at this, no one's listening to this, no one's watching this, trust me, they are. They're just not committing or they're not taking any um, time out to make comments or let you know that's what they're doing. So just remember that. You need to have a clear goal on what you do and what your content is, and that's a current must. If you're looking to increase your brand or make it easier for your customers to find information, then that's what your content has to be about. And normally when it comes to content, it's I would say for most people, it is about increasing your brand. Okay, And that's what you're looking to do. You need to become the industry leader in your business sector. You need to become the go-to person. And that's why you're writing this content. Content is king. Google loves content. People love to learn and they love to learn new things. So why aren't you doing content? It's as simple as that. There's a myth I just want to pick up on this quick myth there's two quick myths i want to pick up on really quickly on this the first one is when it comes to blog posts now people seem to think that when it comes to blog posts that they need to write war and peace and they need to write a story or they need to write a blog post with like ten thousand words or a thousand words da, 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 and it's got a bit rubbish absolute rubbish in fact the shorter the blog post you know the better what you're doing with a blog post is you're introducing concepts or ideas or something to somebody who's going to read it and get information out of it, but you're going to put a call to action at the end of it, which is going to get people to actually buy into what you're look, talking about. So a key or sweet point around blog posts, I always say to people, is anything from 250 to maybe 500 words, I think, actually I think I'd say 500 words is too much, anywhere between 250 and 350 words, on a blog post is perfect if it's around about three minutes four minutes reading time 
Excellent. People could take out a couple of minutes to read something, but they won't take out 20 minutes to read a blog post. So just remember, so there's a myth around that. The other myth is around the podcasting. And a lot of people tend to think, oh, podcasting is for uh, people who are actors or radio DJs or uh, people, you know, trying to do anything other than business. The, the truth is that podcasting is becoming the fastest growing business tool on the internet today. And Facebook had announced back in uh, April of 2021 that they will be launching a podcasting segment to that social media platform. So even they've recognized how powerful podcasting is becoming because it's so easy to do. That's the point around this. It's so easy to do that you can just get on and do a podcast. And once it's done, you can just upload it. There's little or no editing i know some people will edit the nth degree but you don't have to the the other myth around podcasting is people say oh your podcast needs to be an hour long and that's rubbish i have podcasts that are only three to four minutes long they call my podcast quicks my average is between 10 and 20 minutes uh, i do know people do about an hour but i won't sit into a podcast for an hour I was sitting to podcast up to 15, 20 minutes quite happily, but above that, I start to get a little bit bored. So I tend to keep mine below the 20-minute mark if I can. The interviews tend to go to about 25 is what I found. So that's what you should be looking at when you're doing your podcasts. When you're writing, let me ask a question first. What's, do you know what the hardest thing is about publishing a book? Now, I've, I've published three books, and I've got another three on the, on the way. But do you know what the hardest thing is about publishing a book? I tell you what the hardest thing is right now. The hardest thing is to write it in the first place. I know that might sound silly, but it is. But the thing is, once you sit down and start writing a book, you suddenly realize you've written two or three chapters very, very quickly. It's once you stop, then the book stops. So one top tip is simply this. Write your content down first, edit it second. Again, that might sound strange. You could be tempted to go back and edit it. But when you're in that frame, when you're in that mind, when you're writing, just write, 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 and then go back and edit it uh, later on. In fact, proofread it afterwards. Don't bother about your grammar or your spending mistakes until you proofread it, and then you can go back and do it. And the reason I do that is because, and I'll, I'll tell you now, I'm not... <laughs> My, my, my spending has a lot to be desired at the best time hence why i love doing podcasting by the way um but the the reason i do that is when i go back and i proofreading the the blog post what i have found for myself as i actually start to add to the blog post to start taking things out uh, because i think actually no i don't want to talk about that so that's the reason why i would do this and finally the last part to this podcast is about recording your content ideas now there's a couple of ways you can do this and this is just really just a helpful advice at this stage the first thing to do is to take maybe an hour or two out on a weekend and literally brainstorm content ideas based around the six areas i've already spoken about and basically write those down and just put a, a complete list down of headlines or subjects or subject content whatever you want to do just put it points and spend maybe a half an hour an hour doing that and what you'll actually end up with is about 40 to 50 ideas and then put those 40 to 50 ideas into a spreadsheet and then next to them just put whether it's going to be a blog post podcast youtube whatever it's going to be so you can see what that content's going to be on and then put some dates next to them when you're going to be 
publishing them out then you'd have about four or five months worth of content up front and it's worth doing that every single quarter just so you've always got content filled up in that so that's the first thing you should do is an idea and then finally make sure you've got some kind of recorder on your phone because a lot of the time when i'm driving or if i'm out and about or i see something i think wow that'll make a great podcast or that'll make a great blog post or somebody will say something to me, yes, I must do something about that. If you've got the recorder on your phone, I'll just do a very quick voice note to myself, a reminder, just do a podcast on, and that's normally enough for me to add more content in. And then I have about four or five notes during the week that I think to myself, right, I must get and to do those content as quickly as possible. And what you'll find very quickly is that you have enough content, you won't get content block, and you'll be delivering the right message to your audience to help increase your brand and your online business.